CBS Monday. NCIS! Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Violent Island, they got here. Walking to paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii, Monday, starting at 9, 8 central, on CBS, and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, February 23rd, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday appearance. Jay Book, I got a lot of problems with college football. I love college football. I love college football, but it feels like an abusive relationship at times. So I'm here to help. We're going to get into all that. You know, signing, it's just too obvious what should happen with the early signing period. I've said this for many years. They can't get that right. We're already talking about expanding the college football playoff, and they we haven't even had the 12-team playoff. Now they're already talking about expanding it more. It's like an abusive relationship, but in this case, love is not blind. We're going to get into all that. Before we do that, I want to make Jay Book smile to begin a Friday. I want to tell you guys about the great company Manscaped and a great deal you guys can get. 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time for a New Year's resolution. Check in with our friends at Manscaped. Newsflash, it's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep yourself tamed. Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 alters every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking for a trim or that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. The ball has dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. Manscaped has a lot of other great products as well. I'm personally a big fan of their beard trimmer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer courtesy of Manscaped. All right. I tell you what. every It's like everyday college football is like coming up with bad ideas. And – the thing about early signing period, this is not official yet, but the Athletic had a piece yesterday that Jay Book, they're very close to deciding that they're going to move the early signing period up. And I was when I first saw that, I was like, awesome. They're finally going to do what I've said for years. They're finally going to move the early signing period to July, right before camp begins in July, last week of July. Then I read they're going to move it up three weeks. They're going to move it to December 1st. That does nothing to alleviate the problem. you got so much going on in December. You know, with now the playoff is is expanded to 12 teams. If you're Ohio State and things are going well, Ryan Day is preparing for the Big Ten championship game in December. He's preparing for the college football playoff. He's preparing to put the finishing touches on his recruiting class, and he's dealing with the transfer portal. What, this makes too much sense to me. Am I am I wrong on this? Where, where are you at? Where, where should the early signing period be, Jay Book? Well, the initial plan for them to go to move it up Right after the week, you know, Wednesday following the Michigan game, right before the conference championship, horrible, horrible idea. Um, I would definitely like 
to see something in the summer but what they're trying to propose right now dave is an absolute disaster it's even worse than where it's currently at so you mean to tell me that and dave we've witnessed it we've been following ohio state we've been talking about ohio state football for you know for you what 20 years me you and i together have been doing this for over a decade together and those last 48 hours dave leading up to signing day those are some of the, the most important times when it comes to closing. You look at Edric Houston this year. You look at Jeremiah Smith, um, you know, down the stretch. You look, a lot, you look at a lot of the guys that Urban was able to flip at the last minute. You're meaning to tell me that you're going to ask a head coach to do an in-home visit in Georgia, in Ohio, in Florida, in Texas, in California, while trying to prepare – for the rivalry game and trying to prepare for a potential conference championship game with the stakes extremely high, meaning that if you win this game, you're probably going to get a first round by in the 12 team playoffs. So you're, you're asking a coach to be in multiple places at one time. It's just not possible. Now who does this benefit benefits the Miami's the guys who aren't, who don't have a shot at a championship because while Ohio State or Florida State or, you know, Georgia are preparing for their conference championship to try to obtain a first round bye, those schools are able to camp out, do their in-home visits, make their last minute NIL um, offers and push to try to flip a kid, try to secure an uncommitted kid. While you're in the trenches, in the lab room, game planning, trying to get ready for a major, major game. It just doesn't make any sense at all, Dave. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I, and I've said this for years, and even in 2017, I had to look it up. I did a column. I know I, I texted it to you. I'm like, we're we're definitely talking about this. I did a column early this morning for Bucknuts. I invite everybody to go on Bucknuts and read that. It's like, I, I just don't get it. And I, I've said this for years. I've said it like in the aughts during the Trestle area. Like, they should have an early signing period, and it should be in July. That's what college basketball does. They have it right before the, right. the practice starts. Okay, right before – they don't call it camp in college basketball. It's just the start of practice. Um, it would be right before camp starts. It just makes yeah. too much sense. And then finally in 2017, Jay Book, they did the early signing period. I'm like, awesome. They're finally going to do an early signing period, and they do it six weeks before the traditional signing day. It just – and it makes too much sense. I, yeah. I, I get it if it would be complicated. It's just – and they need to include the coaches on this. I forgot to mention this. I mentioned this in my story, but I forgot to mention this on the show. So the, I'm sure the man heading this committee that makes these decisions um, as far as, you know, when to have early signing period, when to have the regular signing period. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference. I like FCS football. Why is somebody from the FCS making the decisions for big boy football? I mean, none of this makes sense to me at all. Go ahead, sir. I will say this, Dave. The NCAA did make another rule change this week. Did you see that? You're not allowed to give kids cookies in their hotel rooms anymore. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I sound, like, I, sound like, I sound like I'm in like the Christmas vacation. You serious, Clark? Um, <laughs> yeah, so they passed the rule. So like the schools can no longer do those photo shoots when the I saw that. So I like that. Yeah. So yeah. they outlawed it. And so uh they also outlaw decorating recruits hotel rooms that come on visits so you know how the recruits will usually take the photos of their hotel room and it's decorated and they have like their little uh you know the 
the cake cookie with their name on it and a couple little, you know, snacks, bags of chips and stuff like that. The NCAA said, no, 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 no more giving cookies out to kids in their hotel room. <laughs> they just can't be like personalized, basically. You can still you get can't them do a cookies. period. You can't. Oh, you just can't. This is like, you know, this reminds me of, I bet you're going to know what I'm going to say. It reminds me back when we had stupid rules. I think this is probably when you were playing. If you're on scholarship, like, you know, you could go to training table and all that was all good and you could have snacks, but certain times you couldn't have meals. And if you had a a bagel, that was cool. That's a snack. You put cream cheese on that bagel, buddy, that's a meal. That's a meal. That's a violation. When when I was, when I was playing Dave, like during, during the summer, it was so crazy because you during the summer you had to decide if you can stay for summer workouts and work out with the team or you went home and you kind of did it with your old high school coaching and a high school strength and conditioning if you can get in the locker room the thing is if you stayed on campus you also had to potentially find a summer job and when it came to the summer job the NCAA only allowed you to make a certain amount of money. So you had to send in like, oh, I found this summer job cutting grass uh, around campus. You had to send in all this paperwork to say, hey, I'm only going to make, you know, 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour cutting grass. And the whole emphasis of it was, oh, we didn't want guys to have fake jobs where they can just, you know, show up, clock in for one hour and make a full weeks of pay or something like that. But if you had guys scrambling left and right, just trying to find a job, it was crazy, man. Like the NCAA, I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten SEC do away with them sooner rather than later because of all of the nonsense that you have to deal with. Man. Yeah. The, <laughs> the story that I that I quoted from The Athletic, again, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference was quoted saying, yeah, coaches came to us. They said December's a mess. So you decide to keep early signing period in December? <laughs> like, yeah, my gosh. Well, again, the, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the, the whole their whole theory is they wanted to space out early signing period um, in the transfer portal. We just move the transfer portal back and leave signing day where it's at. Or move signing day up in the summer and then adjust the transfer portal. I don't get like this this early signing day period. It's crazy. It makes zero sense. Now, the, here's, here's my question, and I don't think they thought this through, Dave. What if right after the rivalry game, you're in the midst of signing day was on that Wednesday. Let's say, hypothetically, someone got fired the last game of the season. What does that do for your signing? Like all of your recruits are pretty much going to be poached at that point. You don't have a coach on staff. Your your roster will now be able to enter the transfer portal. It would be an absolute mess because at this point, Dave, unless your coach is just absolutely horrible because of the because of the windows that they've created right now, you're almost better off just riding that coach out as until the wheels absolutely fall off because. Your recruiting class is going to be decimated because they're going to be able to probably flip at the last minute. Your roster is going to be able to enter the transfer portal. You might get caught in a in a window like Alabama to where, you know, you lose 20 players, but you can only pick up the scraps that are left in the transfer portal if you wait too late to make a coaching transition. So it, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but this right here is what, Everybody has been talking about to where really good college coaches are just throwing up their hands like it's too much. I'm done. 
you know, you look at the Jeff Halfleys. I'd rather just go to the NFL and just coach and don't have to worry about a lot of this nonsense here. Got uh loyal listener Jeff on Facebook saying J book for commish. I like that. I know my <laughs> nephew, Josh Pate, has put his hat in the ring to be commissioner yeah. of college football. I, I, endorse, I endorse I endorse J Book. I endorse my nephew, Josh Pate. And if neither one of them wants, I know Pate wants the job. So he's right. not really my nephew. We just he calls me Uncle Dave. I got he's so I, I call him my nephew. Yeah. Um he does a great job. I know he wants it. For some reason, if you guys didn't want it, yeah, I would do it. I'm just gonna be the interventionist for now, hey. you know. Hey. I, I call I'll, I'll see. intervention, you know. I'll say this, Dave. If I was a commissioner, they'll be mad at me because every breaking story would be published on Bucknuts first. I like that. Okay, but now I okay. Sorry, sorry. Well, I guess Josh Pay both of you. It'd be published yeah. on twenty four seven sports first. So either way, I'd be happy. Um, right. So the other dumb thing: we're, the paint's not even dry on the twelve team playoff. They are tripling the amount of teams in the playoff. We haven't even had that yet. And earlier this week, I think two days ago, we can't go a day without questionable news happening in college football. There's already talk to expand it to fourteen. Or perhaps expand it to 16. What are we doing? What are we doing? I, I don't know. Can we at least see if 12 team works? I mean, right. can, can we, I, like the 12 team, I think the 12 team is going to be fun. You got an opportunity to see teams from down south having to cross the Mason-Dixon line in December to have to come play up north. That right there, the TV visuals of that right there will be fascinating. Let's say you have an LSU that has to go play, you know, up north or Ole Miss up north in December. I'm fascinated to see how some of those kids will actually, you know, perform <laughs> in that type of environment. So I think that those elements of it's going to be great. I like to I like to buy but before we even start talking about the 14 team playoffs, 16 team playoffs, can you at least kick this one off and just see how it does? Like, you know, at this point, like let it run its course and then evaluate it. Don't change it before it even starts. Now, to me, Dave, to be talking about a 14 playoff, that has to be about money. And the reason I say it has to be about money is because the drum beats are getting louder and louder and louder for kids to have profit sharing. Somebody is eventually going to come to the point to where the kids are going to have a cut of the pie. Um, I talked to Brian Schottenstein a couple of times and, you know, he's eventually said, like, we're doing what we need to do right now to compete as far as NIL. But eventually, majority of this stuff is all going to get pulled in-house you're not going to have collectives in the future because all of these kids are going to get a piece of the of the pie from the the TV revenue and stuff that's being split up. So to me, I think they're looking future in the future to say, hey, if we're going to have to share some of this money, how can we expand that pot? And how can we do that? And TV executives are probably like, go to 14, go to 16. You know, we'll we'll pay you an extra billion dollars here, extra two billion dollars there. Um, but that's the only reason why I think they would expand is is only because of money, because you're really, really watering down the, the regular season at that point. If you're talking about 14 teams in there, like what are we what are we talking about? Like an eight and four team as a as a five seed or something like that? Like it doesn't make any type of sense. And then you're going to ask all the fans the parents that travel to all of these games, you're talking about 
an NFL type of schedule, 12 regular season games. They'll probably do away with a conference championship game if you go to that many. But you're talking about, what, four or five games just to win a national championship? So you're talking about 16, 17 games for these kids just to hold up a title? It's just too much. Yet they make rule changes under the guise of player safety, which gets me every time. Like, we're going right. to cut the amount of snaps and games out of, you know, because of player safety. No, you want more commercials. As you said, yeah. man, always, always follow the money. Like, why are they doing this? That doesn't make sense. Oh, to make more money. I mean, it, are they going? Played. My question is if you're going to make these kids play that many games, are you going to expand the roster? Are you going to go from 85 to 90? Are you going to, uh, you know, cut it? bump up the travel roster right now you're only allowed to travel with like 55 kids are you going to be able to travel with 60 65 kids to provide some depth um you know what do you do with red shirts and all of that stuff like it's it's a whole mess like that's why nick saban said we need a commissioner of it and nick saban came out this week and said that he is willing to not be a commissioner but really try to help the game because Nick Saban made a great point. Like at the end of the day, yes, this is big business. We love it. But these are still student athletes. I know there's so much money that's involved being exchanged from hand to hand. But these are still kids that you're asking to go to school. How can you look at an NFL player and said, I want you to play 16 or 17 games and that's their full time job. But look at these kids and say, I want you to play 16 and 17 games as well and go to school and try to, and you're not going to be paid millions of dollars from top to bottom, like in the NFL. Some of these kids on the bottom half of these rosters, they're struggling. You know, you go to a place like Ohio state, Georgia, Alabama, the premier programs, they're going to take care of you. Um, But you go to Ohio university, you go to Appalachian state, you go to Cincinnati, you go to Akron, a lot of these kids are struggling, man. They're not being paid to be in a situation to where they have to be a full-time student and have an NFL type of schedule. For the remainder of the show, Jay Book and I are going to focus on Ohio State topics like Sonny Styles' role, quarterbacks, uh, another, uh, I guess, analyst. I almost called him a grad assistant, but he's not. Brandon Jordan, joining Ohio State staff, pass rush specialist. This is on the heels of Alan Clark joining the staff as a grad assistant to help out on the D-line. So I like all of that. So we're going to get into all that. But I want to tell you about our other great sponsor. Uh, and I appreciate you guys supporting these guys because they, they tell us you're buying a lot of nuts.com. Nuts.com <laughs> and a great deal you guys can get. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, nuts.com. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. As I told you guys, I love a ton of their products. So does my family. I like the half-pop popcorn, the root beer barrels, roasted almonds, and a bunch of other stuff. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with a purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com slash bucknuts. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com slash bucknuts. Again, you'll receive a free gift and free shipping 
when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash bucknuts. All right. Sonny Styles, I've talked about him a lot. I love that James Laurinaitis dropped the Isaiah Simmons name. We've been like kind of opining. Could he be like an Isaiah Simmons? And James Laurinaitis flat out just dropped that name. I love it. Do you, is that kind of what you envision out of Sonny this year? Kind of that role? I think so. And we've been, and that's been kind of the comparison over the last several years too, Dave. Um, Getting in trouble so with Mrs. Sanchez for my uh, my taste of, of root beer barrels. All right, I, I defer to Mrs. Sanchez on that. I, guess. I hear you, but yeah, he. I think he is that type of uh, prospect, Dave. Um, if you watch in in some of the training videos, if you pause it whenever they show Sonny Styles, who's he working out with? Cody Simon. Cody Simon has been his guy. So. You know, he's working out with the backers in, in the weight room and stuff. So I just think that Sonny's going to bring an element to the table that we need to see Ohio State be creative. That's the biggest thing. Um, I think they haven't done a really good job being creative with those type of twitched up guys who are unique that don't typically fit into a perfect box, but they have a specific skill set. I think Ohio State can do a better job being more creative for those type of guys. There shouldn't be a reason why Sonny at times can't play on the back end, why Sonny can't, you know, get up in the box, why he's not up on the line, been in that art, getting after the quarterback, utilizing his speed, his size, his athleticism to beat a big uh, to beat a big 10 tackle. Um, but you should you they should be able to find a way to really utilize his skill set. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that right now, Dave. That speech by uh, Laurinaitis, man, talking to the media, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was, it, it was beautiful. Like he gets it. He gets it. Like this is, this is the type of guy who understands through and through what being a Buckeye is, what having elite linebacker play is in that room, playing at the highest level. But the biggest thing for me is talking about his relationship with Fickle and D'Antonio and being a mentor for those guys, just being. Uh, a mentor for those younger guys that at the end of the day, yes, this is a game, but the big picture in life is being able to have someone who's in your corner. And he had that and he wants to be able to provide that for the kids. When he goes and sits in the living room, Dave, Laurinaitis, and he talks like that to parents, he's going to do a bang up job because you can go into a recruits room, talk X's and O's all you want to, talk NIL all you want to, but when you're looking at parent NEI and you're telling mom to trust me with your baby and I'm going to be there, he's going to come in here as a boy. And when he leaves out of here, he's going to be a man and I'm going to be there every step of the way that carries a lot of weight in recruits home. That's why I have no doubt in my mind. James Laurinaitis will do a bang up job on the recruiting trail. Now, there's two part. There's two parts. We still need the linebackers to play at a high level because that right there is still the question mark for the defense. Amen. I know the defensive line stacked, secondary stacked, linebackers is my one concern. But as you articulated, they have James Laurinaitis leading that, which quells a lot of my concerns. I do want to ask you about quarter. We'll finish the show talking about quarterbacks in a second. I do want to ask you about Brandon Jordan. This was announced yesterday. He's joining the staff as an analyst. He has a pass rush specialist he was at michigan state under mel tucker in 2021 and then 2022 and last year he was with the seahawks as an analyst helping them out um 
pretty good, you know, young guy. And this joins, as I said, another guy who's going to be on staff this year. This was announced a few weeks ago is Alan Clark. Um, he's the CEO of LC Performance. Also, you know, as a young coach, he's coached at Prairie View. Another guy who's a D-line, private D-line instructor, specialist. LJ got the two-year extension, but they're giving him some help. What do you make of all that? I think it's great, Dave. <laughs> and once again, Ryan Day's pushing all the right buttons this offseason. The lack of pass rush and disruption from the defensive line, as much as we all love Larry Johnson, that has been the biggest gripe amongst Ohio State fans. The lack of sacks, the lack of the lack of really putting um, a lot of havoc on that quarterback. Now you're bringing in a, a pass rushing specialist to bump that production up on that defensive line. Now, I don't know if this guy is a replacement for Larry Johnson. To me, to bring in a guy like this also tells me that internally they're looking at the production from the defensive line and saying, we love you, Larry. We love what you bring to the table, but we need a little bit more. We still want you to be the coach. So we're going to bring in a guy who specializes in getting after the quarterback as a pass rushing specialist. He's going to be able to provide a different perspective, a fresh perspective of the defensive line. And if JT or Jack Sawyer can add one or two additional weapons to their arsenal, which will elevate their game, then it's totally worth it. So you just bring, you bring in a guy and let him, you know, help with those pass rushing guys. Let Larry work a little bit more with those interior guys. And if they can coincide with each other, I mean, that right there, Dave, because think about how good Jim Knowles' defense has been over the last several years without having the, the really gaudy sack numbers. If they can increase the production from the defensive line as far as sacks by 10 15%, you're getting off the field a whole lot sooner and giving the ball back um, to that on a short field to that explosive offense. That right there, Dave, sets the tone for a national championship run because it all starts up front. Let's talk some quarterbacks as promised. Leaving spring, entering the season, however you want to like uh, say it, what do you think the depth chart's going to look like? Obviously, Will Howard's going to be the starter, in my opinion. What do you think the depth chart's going to look like? Do you agree Howard's definitely the starter? And what do you think the chart's going to look like behind him, Jay Book? Will Howard's going to be the starter. You're not going to pay the type of money that you're paying him to transfer here to sit on the bench. That's the bottom line. They saw, and we all think we all were hoping that Devin Brown would be the guy, but with his injury history, Dave, we don't know enough. It's a major risk to where you have a championship caliber team, and with Devin Brown's injury history, he's one twisted ankle away from not being relevant in the program again. But coming out of spring, I do think you're going to have Howard one. I think Devin Brown will be your number two. Lincoln Keyholtz will be number three. At that point, you'll have the freshmen battle it out. I, I don't think it really matters when it comes to the freshmen. They're not playing this year. You're not going to hand over the keys to a true freshman with a with a, a, a roster that is probably one of the best rosters that you've had since you know 2019 2014 it's going to rival those type of rosters so you're not going to give it to a true freshman um but i i think will howard will be the guy going forward i do think after spring those guys as far as devin brown and lincoln keyholes will have a decision to make 
Um, will they stay with the program or not? At that point, if one one or two of those guys leave, then you can see a situation where it gets a little uneasy because now you're going to have to rely on true freshmen to be in your three deep, or two deep there. I think a lot of people, you know, Jeff being one of them, you know, thinks Keen Holtz might be the one to transfer. Am I? I, I think it's going to be Devin Brown. And I won't be surprised if Aaron Nolan transfers too. Um, one of these guys is definitely going to transfer. They're not going to have five scholarship quarterbacks. I'm not breaking news there. I think Devin Brown's the most likely. Tell me it why I'm wrong. It wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, Dave. I mean, the clock is ticking for the kid. Um, you know, he he's he's had his opportunities, and unfortunately, it's just the ball bounced the wrong way with this kid with with the in, with the injuries. You know, last spring, would he have like the broken finger or something that set him out for the rest of the spring when he was in a heated quarterback competition? Um, so I would not be surprised if it's if Devin Brown transfers, and if he does. You wish him the best. Go ball out, kid, wherever you wherever you go to. You know, you only got one shot at this. And if you want to have an opportunity to start, totally understand. That's right. I'll be rooting for him. He's a good kid if he does transfer. Hopefully he sticks around. But some, someone's yeah. going to transfer. Someone's going to transfer. Hey. Maybe, maybe two. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, we've been getting a, in the chat here. We've been getting a lot of people asking about Caleb Downs transferring. He's not transferring, guys. No. Like, he's he's not he's not going anywhere. Um, it's just Michigan people were trolling this week. Um, don't worry about it. Caleb Downs is going to be the guy he's locked in. Um, OG Walt, that's his guy. He's going to make sure that Caleb's taken care of and he's going to be a starter. He's going to be a potentially an all American. He's going to go to the NFL play in the first round. If he leaves again, he's going to have to set out a year. Why would you leave again when one you're being paid, uh, you know, similar to a second or a third round contract at Ohio state. And two, you're also going to be playing in one of the best defenses in college football and have a shot to go win a national championship. And you're not going to want to set out a year when you have all of those things right there in front of you. So he's not going anywhere. Relax. It's so stupid. I wasn't even going to address it, but I'm actually glad you did address it. You know, I think maybe the Michigan people are just getting back at the trolls that are, uh, hilariously saying like will johnson's going to transfer away from michigan (laughs) like his dad had to step in and be like no 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 he's not that's hilarious anyway it's it's crazy it's crazy the michigan people win a national championship and they've had one of the worst off seasons i've ever remembered for a program um you know they're they're out here trying to troll ohio state fans like man if Ohio state wins a national championship the last thing on my mind are what's michigan players are up to and stuff trying to troll a house day i'm sitting back in the pool with a with a cold drink man relishing this championship being on top with the crown on my head but no these guys got the ncaa hovering over them coaches saying hey i'm staying but absolutely leaving jim harbaugh's rating raiding the refrigerator taking all of sharon's goodies out of the refrigerator and having him to have to replenish it himself so for all you michigan fans Congratulations, you won your natty, but you've had the worst offseason in college football history for a national champion. And meanwhile, Ohio State's having the best offseason that you could hope to have. And, yeah, if you get on the Michigan board, like on 24-7, I'm sure other Michigan boards, you would never would know they've won the national championship. There's a lot of doom and gloom over there. So, yeah, we'll see. I think they're headed for, uh, you know, a a tricky season, to say the least, in Ann Arbor. (laughs) Tough schedule, um, replacing a ton of starters on offense. 
brand new coaching staff pretty much. I mean, Sharon was there. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna learn, and we've watched it, Dave. Um, Ryan Day, as good as he's been, we've seen the the trip-ups for a first-year head coach. There, there have been times where we've looked at Ryan Day and said, okay, you probably shouldn't have done that. There are going to be a lot of times with Sharon Moore to where they're going to look at him and say, yeah, that's a first-year head coach type of mistakes. And with the schedule that they have, they're going to try to make him the fall guy because you you look at that gauntlet that they're that they are going to have to play. Why, uh, while trying to rebuild that coaching staff and having so much turnover on that roster, it's going to be fun to visit their message boards. I'll tell you that, Dave. <laughs> yes, sir. Great stuff as always from Mr. Jonah Booker. Thank you, Jay Book. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great weekend. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.